Just thanking Him for His presence here today. I know God's been good to you, right? He's been good to all of us. I think about His goodness and His mercy. And as that song says, it makes me want to what? Dance, amen. It makes me want to shout. Ain't that right? When you think about the goodness of God, it should make us all want to shout and dance in the presence of His Almighty God. Amen? Love Him today. If you have your Bible, want to turn to Matthew chapter 25 with us today. That's where we're going to be. Man, it's good to feel God's presence. I'm going to try to preach. Lord have mercy, y'all. God is good. Amen. Every day God is good. Amen, Sister Kelly. Two weeks away from full hip replacement. Amen, right here. And uh, just God's doing marvelous things, right? Just a couple of weeks away from shoulder surgery, and here He stands, right? Don't tell me my God can't. Amen. Yes, He can. God's still healing. God's still touching. God's still saving. Amen, Brother Austin. God's still doing marvelous things. He is, if we'll just let Him do it. Amen. God's wanting to do a lot of great things if we'll just get out of the way. Amen. Sometimes we get in His way, but we just need to let God be God for sure. I'm reminded every day He don't need me. <laughs> he just wants me to praise Him. Amen. That's what He desires. That's right. Amen. The rocks are proud if we don't. And old Stephen Baroni used to say, it ain't going to let no rock out praise me. Some of y'all might know him. Some of you may not. Amen. Or David Baroni, not Stephen Baroni. Christian artist. You don't know who Stephen is. I don't either. David. Amen. Here today and gone tomorrow. Look at your neighbor and say, here today. Here today. Gone tomorrow. Amen. So we're going to be looking at a passage of Scripture that said to you in Matthew chapter 25 today. And uh, we're just going to dive right into it and get into it. There's an awful lot of good in this. And I think it's extremely good for all of us to take a look at this today and what God's Word teaches us and what He tells us. Amen. The Bible says, we'll read it starting in verse uh, 14, chapter 25, verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven, He said, is like this. A man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. You want to know what the kingdom of heaven is like? It's all about God calling people and them accepting. Amen? Amen. Accepting the gift. What is the gift? Jesus. Amen? Amen. Clearly stated. If we didn't go any further than verse 14, we've said enough here today. Amen? For God so loved the world, the Bible teaches us, right? That He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe... It's up to us to believe and it's up to us to accept these goods, this gift that Jesus is, that God gave to us in the form of His Son, Jesus. Amen? Amen. He loved us enough to give us this beautiful gift that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen? Is that right? That's what He said. So He said the kingdom of heaven is just like that. That's what it's all about. It's all about love and accepting love and imparting love. Amen? That's what we're supposed to do. And so I love how he starts that off here in this parable, Jesus said. In verse 15 he said, And unto one he gave five talents, to another he gave two talents, and to another he gave one. Five, two, and one. The Bible says, To every man according to his several abilities, and straightway, the the Bible says, this man took a journey. He left them for a short period of time. Simply put, God is the greatest mathematician the world has ever known. He uses numbers all the time in the Bible. And I began to think about this passage and I thought, why didn't He give them seven and four and two? Why didn't He give them a hundred? And why did He choose five, two, and one? Well, I'm glad you asked this morning. Amen? Because if you hadn't asked, I would have had to keep this to myself. So I'm glad you asked. The number five in the Bible represents God's grace 
and His kindness. Amen? And the number two in the Bible represents a witness. Okay? Where there are two or more, there is a witness. Amen? If there's only me, I'm the only one that saw it. I'm the only one that knows it. I can't tell nobody. But if there's two or more, now we have a witness. Okay? And God called us to do what? Witness. Witness of what? His grace and His kindness. And the number one represents His supreme authority. Amen? The number one is the only number in the Bible that's divisible by itself, and it is encapsulated in every other number. And then that what God said? I am God, and I am the only God. Amen? Amen? He is supreme. So when He said He gave them five talents and two talents and one talent, simply put, we are to testify of the greatness of God and His grace and His kindness and of His supreme authority to all that we come into contact with. Amen? Amen. We are to be witnesses, He said, and not in just Jerusalem, but in Judea, in all the world, amen, of how great God is. Man, what you and I have felt here this morning is what people desire, Brother Stephen, all over the world, is to be able to feel the presence of a living God, amen, and to know that He lives and He He's alive, amen. We're about to celebrate Easter. We celebrate a time that Jesus came Right when we celebrate Christmas, and that is a wonderful, wonderful holiday to celebrate because if He never came, He could have never been resurrected. But you can't leave out the fact that He was here and He died and now He is resurrected. And what does that signify? That He has now conquered death, hell, and the grave. Amen? Henceforth, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 makes more sense to us and it means more to us, right? He says, O grave, where is thy sting? O death, where is your what? Victory, because the grave couldn't hold Him and the grave ain't going to hold you and I. Amen? Amen? Come on, somebody. Amen? Praise God. We're to testify of that, amen? Testify of His kindness and His grace. It was grace that made Him give Jesus. It was love that made Him give Jesus. It was you and I that caused Him to give Jesus. Amen? And not only did He give us Jesus, but He gave us salvation in Him, but He also said, where I'm going, I'm going to come back and get you, and you're going to be with me. Amen? Jesus does not desire to be separated from us. He desires to be with us. It's because of our sins that we are separated from Him. Amen? But when we give our life to Him, we're back in right standing and His fullness of His, of His presence can be in our lives if we accept it, right? So John 3, 16, I love it, shall not perish. That's up to you and I, amen? So He gave five talents and two talents and one talent in verse 15. And then He, he said that He that had received the five talents and went, He went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. So the five the guy that got the five talents went and worked and he got five more talents. So now he has how many, everybody? Ten. Amen. I know y'all. some of y'all had to go to tutoring like I did, but ten. <laughs> I saw some of y'all letting go of your shoelaces. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ten. And likewise, he in verse 17 that had received two, he also gained another two. So now he has four. Two plus two be four. Amen. <laughs> Is that right? I believe that was, what was the guy's name on Andy Griffith? They asked him to put that in a sentence, the number four. What was that guy's name? Uh, oh, through the rocks, through the windows. Ernest T. Bass. He said, you remember he was trying to get his diploma? And the teacher asked him, he said, use the number four in a sentence. He said, two plus two be four. Amen? Yeah, some of y'all aren't that old yet. You get there. In verse 18, but he that had received one went and digged in the earth and he hid the Lord's money. He hid the Lord's money. We are to take the wonderful gift that we have been given 
And, 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 and at best, we are to take that and give it away to others. Right? So that's what we're supposed to do. So when you see these, this group of people, you see these three individuals. They were all called by God. Right? The Bible says that many are called, but what? Few are chosen. Let me, let me just give you another translation of that. Many are called, but only a few choose to accept Christ. Amen? Many are called, but few are chosen. The Spirit of God will reach out and touch the heart of an individual, but it's up to the individual whether they accept Christ or not. Amen? Now listen, I ain't the smartest guy. I know I've been told I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box. Sometimes I don't even know if I'm in the box. And if I am a crayon in a box, I'm in big fat crayons, there are only eight of them in the box. Amen? So my, my odds are going down on how intelligent I'm supposed to be. Okay? But I know, I do understand this, that if somebody is going to give me a gift, if somebody wants to give me a gift, where's Brother Marco? Where's he at? There he is. Love you, man. Uh, Brother Marco has just, has just poured his heart out to me and wants to help grow our church and, and is making it possible for me to go and, and visit a church that he used to be a part of in Ohio. Amen? Amen? And listen, he's doing that out of the goodness of his heart. Right? That's a free gift. Me to look at him and say, no, nah, I don't go. How foolish would that be? Right? One, that he's wanting to bless me with this gift, but number two, to be able to help further the kingdom of God. Amen? What better gift? So I'm not the smartest crayon in the box, but I know if you want to give me a gift, why would you turn down a free gift? Something that somebody's offering to you for free. Look, it don't cost you nothing. Look at your neighbor and say, it don't cost you nothing. There's no pain involved in this gift that Jesus gave in His life, right? That God gave in, the, in His Son Jesus. It's free. It really is. And there's no strings attached. There's no fine print, right? They're not going to come back in 30 days and say it was just a free trial offer. Right? Now you've got to pay for it in your blood. Right? It's none of that. It truly is free. He's not going to pull the wool over your eyes. Right? I've been saved since I was 21 years old. And I ain't no, no debtors have come. I haven't got a bill in the mail from God. It says, from God. Pay or die. Right? And you ain't got 30 days now. Is that right? I, didn't, I still hadn't received that. Nana, I'm not going to. Because it's free. Amen? It's free. So when somebody gives you this gift, take it. But listen, I've always been told, right, that when you receive a gift, that we're supposed to pay it forward. Is that right? That's the way I was raised anyway. Some people are not raised that way, right? Get all you can get. <laughs> Bless God. Get it. If you've got to steal it, get it. Isn't that right? There's some folks out there just want somebody to just give them everything, right? Like a little old bird, just waiting on somebody to feed me, and I mouth open, right, just waiting on somebody to dump it in it, and then get mad if somebody ain't giving them something for free. Is that right? Or here's the one I love the most. You give somebody a gift for free and they go, is that it? <laughs> you can tell when they open that gift, can't you? Huh? Now, y'all know I ain't the only one. Y'all been at Christmas time and y'all handed somebody a gift and they opened that thing and said, oh, they were so excited. They went, oh, yeah, that's great. And they opened it and they went, oh, that's precious. If you ever hear somebody say, that's precious, like this, that's precious. They don't want it. Go ahead and take it back and get your money back. Because that's what they're going to do. It's usually followed by, did you leave the receipt in the bag? <laughs> you want to mess somebody up, give them a gift at Christmas and don't give them the receipt. Amen? That's good stuff. Amen. But if God gives you a gift, He intends for us to receive it, enjoy its blessings, 
but then give it away, right? Give to, right? You know, the Bible teaches us that when it talks about tithing, but it's also in general anything when it talks about in the spiritual realm. Give and it shall come back to you, right, Brother Stephen? Pressed down, shaking together, running over, right? Will God pour out His blessings on you and I? Right? Those blessings aren't always in Ben Franklin's. Those blessings are in, in good health. It could be in a lot of things. He bless you with children. I know some of y'all need to repent because right when I said with children, some of y'all said, uh-uh. That's of Satan. But it's not. They will grow up. Amen. There's hope in Jesus. There's hope. But we're supposed to give and work. Amen. Not hide. So these, these folks took these gifts. Two of them used them to multiply them. And one of them hid it. One of them hit it. Now listen. I want to talk about this one person that dug the hole, right, and hit it. Because so many times in our Christian walk, you'll see people give their heart. Man, they'll be excited. They receive Christ. What greater thing than to receive Christ? If you've ever been saved in here, raise your hand. I hope a lot of you. That's great. I don't know how many of you. I ain't looking real close. But we do have you recorded on Facebook Live. <laughs> Go back and check, see whose hand was up there, right? Some of y'all was like me before I was saved. I didn't want to be embarrassed in church, so I'd go, right? <laughs> I was scared they were going to come grab me and drag me to the altar. See, I grew up in holiness churches back then. They come get you. Amen? I'm not going to do that unless you know if I come get you, the Lord's in that, okay? You just come with me. Don't fight, okay? <laughs> but if you're saved here today, Here's the thing I want you to get. I, I, I'm telling you, I remember when God saved me at the age of 21 in my bedroom beside my bed. I, there was such an excitement in me, Brother Austin, as I saw in your face standing here just a few minutes ago. I could not wait to tell somebody. I mean, the next day I was just, I had, this. I know it's before lunch, but work with me. I don't have another word. I'm, I'm limited because I went to wear shows. I had diarrhea of the mouth. I couldn't, I had to tell everybody. Brother Ron, I had to go, I could, the first person I saw, I had to tell him, Jesus saved me. I, was, I couldn't wait to get in church, uh, Noel, on, on, on the next Sunday. I was so excited that now I was a child of the living God. Amen? I mean, I was always His child, but now I'm an heir and a joint heir with Christ, as the Bible teaches me. Amen? I have a, ta I have a place at the table, Brother Jimmy. My name is written there. I've got a reservation at the, at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I'm going to be there, amen, if I don't mess up in this life. I'm going to be there. And man, I was excited about it. So my question is this. The guy that had the five, he was excited about the gift he received, and he just had to go and give it away. And you know what happened? Five other people wanted that same gift. And here's what God does. He multiplies it, amen? amen. Because the Bible says His grace is sufficient, amen? Amen. See, when, they, when, he, when he took them five loaves and them two fish, or five, yeah, five loaves and two fish, I always go the other way because I, I feel like there ought to be more meat, but anyway. Five loaves and two fish. When he did that, he blessed it, right? And multiplied it, and it was enough to feed the 5,000 men plus the children and the children and women that were there that day. See what I'm saying? There's, Jesus is more than enough, right? He's more than enough. Don't worry about it. Your salvation, you ain't going to give it away to where you ain't got no more of it. Right? He's going to bless it. So everywhere them people went, he went to five other people and God multiplied the gift. 
I'll tell you this, if he'd have went to another five, he'd have still multiplied it. If he'd have went to a hundred, he'd have multiplied it to a hundred. If he'd have went to a thousand, Sister Jackie, he'd have gave it to a thousand. Because God's grace never goes away. It's enough. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? He is the bread of life. He's it. Amen? As you've heard me say, he's all that in a bag of chips. He's also the bag. And the air that's in your bag of chips. Amen, somebody? He's all that, right? He's all that. And the guy that had the two, he had to give it away. See, they were so excited that they had to go give it to somebody, tell somebody. See, that's what happens when we go and tell somebody about our testimony. They get excited and they want the same thing. Amen? That's what it should be about. Now, some of us give our testimony in a whole other way. It's like a horror movie. Right? It really is. You've got to be careful when you ask some people to give their testimony. Because you're going to take a year to get everybody back up. Is that right? Man, when you're excited about Jesus, it ought to be, let me just tell you about Jesus. It ain't about me. Sometimes I hear testimonies, and I don't know if I'm praising the person or Jesus. Because we lift ourselves up sometimes. It ain't about us. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all been in some of them services, right? Well, I just praise God that He saved me. And, you know, I have this going on now. I had this problem. They just keep on about themselves and not about Jesus. Amen? But when you get saved, Brother Danny, you need to, it's something in you that you want to tell them about Him. Don't see me, right? They've been looking at me long enough. I need to tell them about this man that changed me. Man, I, I'm reminded of the woman that went to the well. You remember her? This lady was, she was, she was for better loss of better words, prostitute more than anything. I mean, she was sleeping with anybody and everybody, amen? I mean, she was, she was, she was, I mean, it was something else, right? And she'd had several husbands, and here she is, sitting at the feet of Jesus at this well, and Jesus told her, give me something to drink. And she said, I don't even have nothing to give you another drink with. Besides that, you're talking to me, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Samaritan woman. You're not even supposed to be talking to me. I'm a sinner. But that's exactly what Jesus came to do, is to talk to us. And the fact that He took time to talk to her, and he looked right into her soul and he let her know he loved her. And he said, look, if you're drinking this water, I'm fixing to give you and I'm going to tell you about, you won't have to thirst no more. Amen. You ain't have to walk around and wander around anymore trying to quench this thirst that's in your life. Amen. See, when you give your heart to Christ, you ain't got to go nowhere else. And that longing that you've got, trying to fill it with all the things in the world, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Amen. When you give your heart to Christ, He becomes what fills your life up. Amen? Amen. She got so excited that she went away and left the water pots that she came with. Somebody's going to be upset. Somebody paid for them water pots. But she didn't care, right? She knows that her burdens were left with Jesus, right? Just like you and I. When we give a heart to Him, our burdens are left with Him. And now we take upon ourselves His yoke, which is light and easy. Amen? And we walk in the freedom of Jesus Christ. And that in enough should make us want to run and tell somebody. Amen? This is why i got a problem with some churches. right? I'm not, I'm not here to talk about churches. Right? My associate pastor reminds me all the time, I'm glad I got him because he keeps me grounded. Right? He tells me all the time, right? we, it's not, we don't need to be, we're not going to be bashing other churches because we're here to help each other. Right? We're all serving the same God. Amen? You hear people get up and talk bad mouth this church and bad mouth that church and all the things they're doing wrong, man, hush. We all got our problems. We're just trying to get people saved, and we're trying to stay saved ourselves and make sure we get in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen that's, right. that's what it's all about. But there are churches, <laughs> what I call them no names, the spirit, I should say, that's in some of them. Right? I just, I don't know. Right? I don't know. It gets me, 
How can you not be excited about Jesus? Some churches are like, if you get excited, we got ushers that will usher you out. I mean, literally, they got a team of people that they... I mean, let this set in a minute. This blows my mind. We have deacons in churches or we have ushers. And we actually have meetings that if somebody starts shouting or starts running around the church because the Spirit of God is moving in them, we just get alongside them. Y'all just usher them out real easily out of the church. We're ushering out the very thing that we're praying for. Amen? We're saying, God, you got to move or this church is going to die. God, you got to move in my life or I'm going to die, right? And then God says, okay, I'm going to move. And then when we move, we do what? We quench the Spirit. Amen? But when you get excited about God, you got to run. you got to tell somebody. Amen? So if you see somebody take off running, just run with them. Amen? Because they're running because Jesus has got a hold of them. And if you run with them, He might get a hold of you. Amen? Come on, somebody. Is that right? There ain't nothing wrong with starting to march. Grab the flag. Whatever you got to do, go. Go. Amen? Be excited about Jesus. Man, He just saved your soul. Save me from what? A devil's hell. Read it. There is a heaven and there is a hell. It is clear in the Bible. Is that right, Brother Forrest? It's clear. There's a heaven and a hell. And it's clear. It's once appointed unto man, right, Sister Jeannie? To die and then what? The judgment. We're all going to die. We're all going to face God someday. Right? Even in the rapture, right? If you're called up, your body's going to be changed. Because this old corrupt moral body can't get into heaven. No sin shall enter into there. Right? So it's, 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 there's a heaven and a hell. So He saved us from hell. He saved us from the lake of fire, ultimately, Amen. where there is no quenching. You burn forever. Think about that. And there's not a fire in this world that hot. I, I, can, I can assure you. Right? So why should you be excited? Why should you go tell others? Because you know what it means to be forgiven. Right? The Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. Is that right? So if we have been given this beautiful gift of Jesus Christ, that He requires us to go make sure somebody else receives it. That they also get to know this Jesus and have a relationship with Him. That they also can make heaven their home one day. Is that right? Gosh, that's so good, y'all. God is good. Amen? He is. God don't want us to dig a hole and hide that. He don't want us to dig our heels in the sand, right? And just do nothing else. So many times people do that, right? Well, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm a member of the church, and I'm right here in this seat. Ain't no, nothing going to move me out of this seat. Right? Nothing. We start misinterpreting Scripture. I'm like the tree planted by the waters. And I shall not be moved. <laughs> you can't even get them to move to get a biscuit. Right? I'm just stuck right here. I'm going to dig my heels in. And I ain't doing nothing else. Right? I'm going to hold on to this talent that God gave me, and I ain't going to do nothing else with it. I'm going to keep to myself. It's the best kept secret. Nobody else needs to know about it. Right? Let me tell you about my Jesus. I ain't going to do it. I'm holding it. Okay? So verse 19. I love this. After a long time. Look at your neighbor and say, it's been a long time. After a long time, the Bible says, if I can find it, it might take me a long time. 
After a long time. It's a real long time. What verse was that, y'all? 19. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. It's been a long time since Jesus left this world. Pastor Keith and I and Brother Tim and a couple of us stood on the spot uh, that they said Jesus where he was, he was standing there when he left his apostles. Now, I don't know if that's where it was at or not. Now, biblically speaking, I can tell you we were in the right location. I just don't know if that was the exact spot. But I remember standing there thinking to myself what they must have been thinking. Jesus just, just vanished before their very eyes and went back to be with his father after being with them for 40 more days after his resurrection. And there was an angel there that day that said, Why do you men of Galilee stand ye here gazing up? Right? Why are you crying? Why are you worried? Why are you upset? Why are you just standing here looking? Why are you digging your heels in the sand? Don't just stand right there. Go tell somebody. Right? And that's it's really, in essence, what he was trying to say. He just said, why are you standing here looking? As you see him go, you're going to see him do what? Return again. Someday. Right? It's been a long time, the Bible says. It was a long time before the time that he gave him the gift, Brother Ron, and the time that he returned. I'm telling you here today, all of us that are here that have given your heart to the Lord, it might have been a long time since Jesus left this world, but He's coming back. Amen? He's coming back and He's going to require of all of us, those that are saved and unsaved, what you did with the talents that He gave you. Amen? What have you done with the talents that He gave you? What did you do with the gift of Jesus Christ that He gave you? See, it's like I told my son one time. He's learning how to play the guitar. And I said, son, anybody can learn how to play the guitar. I think I can say that. I think most people can play it. If you learn, if you want to, you can learn musical notes. You can learn how to read them. You can even learn how to hold the guitar. You can play those notes as long as you're looking at it. I said now, the difference between playing a guitar and actually playing a guitar is this. Playing a guitar right here and playing a guitar from right here. There is a difference. Amen. Listen to me, child of God. There is a difference in worshiping a God from right here and worshiping Him from right here. Amen. You hear me? There is a difference. Amen? Anybody can do it from here. Amen? But it takes somebody with passion, and it takes somebody with love, and it takes somebody with some conviction in their lives to really worship God from right here. Amen? Amen. To say it's not enough to from here. i got to feel it. And that's what I told my son. I said, when you can translate what's in your heart to your fingers and from your fingers to your mouth and from your mouth out, now you're playing the guitar. Amen? Amen. Other than that, you're just strumming something. Amen? Listen to me, church. When we get up and we're singing and dancing, doing all these things, and we ain't got Christ in our hearts, all we're doing is strumming the spiritual, the spiritual strings. Amen? But when you get Jesus in your heart, and you stand up and start praising and worshiping God, He'll put a dance in your feet, He'll put a word in your mouth, and buddy, you're going to be worshiping Him in full tune. I can promise you. Amen? And what comes out is beautiful. Amen? You with me? Are y'all with me this morning? Y'all had too many biscuits, amen? God is awesome, amen? And He requires us to worship Him, right? And, and, and it's been a while since He's given some of us these gifts, right? These, these beautiful, the gift of Jesus and then the gifts that come along with it, amen? What are we doing with them? Are we using them to give that beautiful gift of Jesus away? Right? Are we testifying of Him every day? Do we have a smile on our face? Are we telling people, right? Are we using our musical talents or whatever He gave you? I'm convinced I got in the wrong line. The only line I got in, I can talk. That's about it. And I'm trying my best. I don't talk real plain either. Right? But I'm trying to use the gift I got. 
And some of y'all guys a lot of gifts. Man, use them for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. God. Use them for the glory of God and worship Him and praise Him. Man, don't, don't hide your talents. Don't hide Jesus. He gave it to you for a purpose. Right. And that was to glorify His Father. Amen. And to tell people that they don't have to live the way they're living. Right. Amen. That you can be saved. That you can make the kingdom of God yours. Amen. You don't have to keep going like you're going. Amen, somebody. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoning with them. And so he that had received five talents came, in verse 20, and brought another five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents, and behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Listen what his Lord said unto him, Well done. The most beautiful words any of us will ever hear in our lifetime. Outside the call of, to salvation, this is it. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. And he says, enter thou in into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Circle that scripture. Man, memorize that scripture because you're going to hear it again one day. Amen. You're going to hear it again one day. If you stay, if you remain true to Jesus, you're going to hear it again one day. I'm gonna, can I read it one more time, somebody? Is that all right? Listen now. He said, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Whew. Man, I'm telling you, I am looking forward to hearing them words. I've been looking forward to hearing them words since day one. Right? And that's what it's all about. To have Jesus look at you and say you have done a good job, there ain't nothing like that anywhere else in the world. Is that right? We all, look, in this world today, we're all looking for inclusion. Is that right? We're all looking for, for acceptance. We want people to hit the like button on our Facebook page, the share button, right? We want people to, to acknowledge our Instagrams. We want people to acknowledge all the stuff that we're doing, right? And whatever it is on social media, 